0: This is Irish Illustrated Insider. I'm Tim Priester with Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson. It's Monday, January 27th, and we're going to talk Notre Dame football mainly. But how does anybody start a sports story today without mentioning the hard-to-believe passing of Kobe Bryant?
1: Yeah, I found out in the parking lot driving my daughter to a basketball, which is, a, you know, when you found out the rest of the story, it became <laughs> much, much worse. Of course, yeah. the story the story kept getting worse, culminating with with nine dead. Um, yeah, it's clearly one of the things that affects anyone that is a sports fan. It was people kind of like the girls were like looking at us. They're all nine years old, like, what's, yeah. what's going on? Why are you guys all huddled talking like that? And that was just one of those. It's well, one of those it, I think you'll remember where you were for me for the rest of my life when I heard the bad news.
0: 41 years old. I mean, you just don't expect it to happen. You don't expect to hear – famous people dying in plane crashes and helicopter crashes but when there's three 13-year-old girls on board
1: it gets much worse too. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: you know and the the meme that we I think we've all seen in recent weeks with him and and the daughter that uh, that perished with him it's um you know and it's amazing to hear how many lives that he he touched you know beyond the basketball court which you're hearing a lot of those stories coming out today. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say anything more because I can't add anything to it. I didn't know him. Um, like a lot of people telling stories today, but the guy was one of a, one of a kind athlete and, uh, impacted a lot of lives beyond the basketball court.
2: I mean, from an interdame connections, this was a story that I wrote in December. Uh, Braden Lindsay was one of those lives right. that it was impacted. Right. And I remember talking to his dad, Melvin, who worked at Nike, handled Kobe's, uh, sort of like personal business there. Um, and so, Braden spent time around Kobe. Uh, Max, Braden's younger brother, spent time around Kobe, and um, they have pictures, they have a lot of pictures. pictures and yeah. one of them, one of the little anecdotes was uh, Braden was sort of talking about how he didn't like doing ice bass and Kobe was around, and Kobe just said, "That's okay. Not everybody can be great." Wow, That's a great line. Braden great. was like, "Ah, what, ah." <laughs> Ah, and then you know, sure enough, he started doing ice baths. Um, Have you ever
0: done them? Because they are no fun, yeah. but they do definitely help.
2: And it was—I think you read some of the the stories from you know former players or, or even other athletes and non or who are not basketball players—and that was a sort of like pushing for greatness. I mean, there was—you know—he clearly was attached to Enrique uh, Ale yeah, from that Notre was Dame. Cool. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, that's They right. had uh, sort of a, yeah. a moment, I think, on the Ellen show. But after. he had re-
0: he had a bunch of relationships. Yeah, that's like what I'm that. saying. There was like, a girl he was, playing for Oregon yesterday. Right. He's
2: just like he was for athletic greatness. Whether you were an NBA player, a WNBA player, a women's college player, a high school kid from Tigert, Oregon, whose yeah. dad happened to work at Nike, and I thought that was that was kind of one of the really cool things about him.
1: Yeah, his legacy goes on beyond the court, but on the court, I. Tried to write about it today in Monday musings. It's it's mine's an obscure memory of him compared to everything people remember. In 2008, the Olympic team uh, they hadn't won. Uh, they really they had lost in 2004, and because kind of a disinterested group, this was the group that really wanted to bring the gold medal back. So I set my alarm for the. It was in Beijing. Set my alarm for <coughs> 3 a.m. to watch the gold medal game against Spain because I figured Spain's not going down easy. They have some pros. And mm-hmm. It was not, It was Notre Dame. It was the U.S. that would have gone down without Kobe Bryant, because while 10 of the best players in the world wanted nothing to do with the basketball, while Spain kept coming back and chipping away, because you know if you lose this game, it's not losing the NBA Finals. You have 50 million if you lose the NBA Finals, and are the second best team in the NBA. If you lose this one, you go down in infamy forever. While everybody else is playing hot potato, Kobe Bryant, up four, drills a three and gets fouled with under two minutes to go. That is the definition of a dude that always wants the shot. And I I was not a Laker fan or a Kobe Bryant fan. I remember watching that thinking, that is the coolest thing I have ever seen someone do on a basketball court. The ball, it was, these guys are great, great players. Nobody wanted it except for him.
0: Some other tragic news over the weekend related to Notre Dame is uh, the arrest of Landon Bartleson, the defensive back from Kentucky. That would have been coming in in June. He is not going to be coming to Notre Dame. Uh, arrested with a couple others, stolen vehicle, stolen firearms. I'm not sure what all else is involved, but he will not be playing football for Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was less than twenty less than 24 hours before Notre Dame was basically cut ties with Bartelson. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the only decision to make, and they made it quickly. I. I I guess I'm shocked in some ways that this happened in this singular instance, but also in some ways surprised that Notre Dame has not, because it's college football and you're dealing with 85 young people who make dumb decisions sometimes. Like, it's been a while since Notre Dame has sort of had uh, the 2016 Yeah. Bolton, that, that's Bolton five. four years is an eternity it is uh yeah. in college sports to have dumb stuff like yeah. this happen uh i mean it's a athletic tragedy for bartelson because you're throwing away a, yeah. like basically a you're closing off a door of where your life could have gone because you made some really stupid decisions it was yeah that
1: shocking thing to hear um from our recruiting analysts you're like, Yeah, I didn't didn't get that from talking to him, but you don't know, you never you don't know, often, right? I mean, well, we, always talk we don't about, know enough we, about we the player, we act the like
0: we know them, but we yeah. really don't. I mean, hey, I always he, say he Dexter said,
1: Williams I was writing a story about Dexter Williams talking about being above the line four hours before he got arrested in two thousand sixteen. So yeah, I mean I, was, I don't know. I read I your
2: story on that you took from Brian Kelly's quotes on cornerback recruiting, like basically a day before this happened. Yeah. Um yeah. and like Bartleson was kind of like a kind of asked athlete that they're going after you're in a position now pete working for the athletic where you do
0: you do some stories where you get to know them a little bit better than but than you the still average. don't but you still don't yeah. that's my that's my point
2: i've always like when you see a lot of people's like oh great player better person for a media i'm that always makes me really uneasy yeah. because you just it's just as uh, it, i'm guilty in, of in, saying it, that sometimes yeah. but you we kinda, all have our favorites yeah, it, yeah i mean it's like yeah. mike mcglinchey i think is a great person yeah do I know him? I guess, sort of a little bit, um, but it's. Yeah, but that's an accumulation right. of a yeah. relationship but just over years. It's, it's just something that, as much as you think you know, you never really know. I mean, that's the unfortunate sad takeaway. From I'm not sure what. Like,
1: On the field, Bartleson uh, lessens their chance of getting a hit at cornerback by 25%. And yeah, I, hate that's to true. Be, I hate to be mathematical about this, but here's the deal they bring in four or three stars you desperately need. Desperately have to have one of them hit and hope two can because I want to tell you something and it's going to Monday the Musings. They all weren't going to and three never will either. So now, so now they've lost probably one. two. Like, yeah, I there's mean, no such a, thing as every sleeper hitting from a pure yeah. football standpoint. He was the least
0: experienced of the defen- of these four guys that they're counting on to be defensive backs. That I does not kind of look necessarily... at him as one of the four. No, I agree. You know, I agree. You never know. I agree, yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to reduce it to those terms. Right. I mean, it was the news. No sooner came out, we even we have questions about. So, how are they going to replace them I, I mean, you almost feel a little bit dirty talking about it this soon after because, yeah, as you he, said, Pete. I mean, I mean, it's a no. I mean, it's a yeah. First of all, it's worse than what happened four years ago with those guys because this is a premeditated crime of
1: yeah. The gun in the car four years ago was stupidity. This is different. That's yeah,
0: different. This, this 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 is worse, and I don't want to I don't want to reduce it just to football terms and how's it impact the football team. It impacts this kid tremendously, and I would imagine that he and his family are going to be going through feelings of a ton of regret here, um, certainly in the short term. Uh, no news, no new news on the assistant coaches. Next topic. We, could, next we could rewrite. <laughs> yeah. we could, well, we've we got a I bunch to cover to, here. One, right? uh,
2: one bit, uh, Seth Emerson, who covers Georgia for us at the Athletic, may also have an opening tight ends coach. And John Lilly apparently is not much of a candidate for that because the word is he wants to stay in the NFL. So that's relevant news then.
1: For yeah. Camet, so that is relevant
2: is. to Notre Dame. If you thought John Lilly was a serious candidate, I yeah. Would, I,
1: I wish commit would have stayed, so one of the three of us could have coached tight ends next year. But now they got to get someone. You think we get just that roll it out job? there, man? Go yeah. get it, okay? Oh, oh. Yeah. Go, get it.
0: Right. We might have been responsible for uh, developing Mayor and, yes. and pop- that's pop- pop- just pop. as yeah. easy. Yeah. Oh. Well, Mayor, yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kevin Bauman. I'm not yeah. sure that, that he's on that level, but a pretty good player as well. But. Um, you know, people are asking, well, what's the latest? Well, there, I, we don't have new names to throw out there. So the names that we talked about a week ago or as recently as we wrote about them, I mean, that's just, I don't know why it's not going faster. I don't know I, why well, it has to go ooh, faster. I don't, I don't, I'm
2: know. i raising my hand because uh, I asked Brian <laughs> Kelly about, like, there's not really much of a rush on this, is there? Uh, this was December 24th. And he's, and he's like, and I said, you know, AFCA A convention's coming. I was like, I'd like to mention the human relations department. Oh, of course. Um, so that's probably why this is taking. Sure. I, I, they have a junior day coming up this weekend. If that person is hired or not hired, they will probably be around for that regardless.
0: But w- we would know, wouldn't we? We would have found out that, okay, it's c- because a lot of times we announce a guy's going to be a coach and Notre Dame doesn't announce it for a while because
1: they haven't. Sometimes that happens. But
2: I mean, I, you know, when Reese and Taylor were promoted, that was a surprise in terms of the timing of it. The timing sure was. I, know, I, I do have a they list. They were the favorites to yeah. do it, yeah, but no. I don't think I mean, we, it was like, well, yes, it's definitely going to come up because we and,
1: expected some face-to-face right. yeah. interviews. <laughs> Silly us. Um, these are not when news broke of these hires, but I went back and found. Oh, the, I went back and found the hires. Uh, Terry Joseph was January thirtieth, so fingers crossed, here it comes, guys. Uh, Lance Taylor was January twenty-seventh, which would be today, one year ago. Harry Heestand was January twenty-fifth. Jeff Quinn was January twenty third. Del Alexander was January nineteenth, and Tommy Reese both times was January fourteenth. Oh, <laughs> uh, so is Van Gorder. So I don't know if you guys. But we've got to know. But for Van Gorder,
2: the the news breaking was in December. Yes,
1: um, and I'm sure I don't I don't recall everyone's. Well, actually, Alexander Quinn, Taylor, and Joseph were just kind of like they were. Yeah, up. and I believe
2: Chip Long was early January. I didn't
1: include. That most of the seventeen guys, because Brian Kelly, they entered their season on Thanksgiving Saturday and had to do a staff overhaul. Oh, okay. So, That's like, fair. in other words, you're not just adding a piece to tweak. It's a it's right. a whole there's staff overhaul.
0: interconnected parts there. There was a rush. They yeah.
1: had to get that done, and there was pre um, and Van Gorder. Also, some of these other guys were pre national signing day, where you also have to get that stuff right. done. They don't um, have. To, there's yeah. nothing yeah. about national that signing goes day. Into day. That yeah. No rush. I,
0: yeah, and I I mean I guess. You know, as far as the hiring of Tommy Reese, you knew you were going to do it, so there's, there's, yeah, you just pull the trigger on that. Uh, a really good Senior Bowl for the Notre Dame players because <laughs> Claypool, Pride, Gilman, Elliott. Who was that number five running around there, c- covering everybody and making every play? Troy Pride. We did not see a lot of that.
1: Well, we saw during in November of 2018, yeah. <laughs> well, been 2000, since then? You're the
0: 2019 right. season. And-
1: he was great at the end of November, or he was great at the end of 2018,
2: Pride. Um, I mean, the guy allowed one touchdown pass his no, entire I- junior year, and I think we sort of like, because you know his ball skills weren't great last year at all uh, in practice or games that we saw. Kind of forget the fact that, like, oh, yeah, he had a really good junior year, yeah. so why couldn't he just revert back to that?
0: Well, Dan Shanka, uh, who now serves as Irish Illustrated's, Point man from the NFL draft called it the last month. He's going to be in third round. I know a lot of people were surprised, and he's not there yet, certainly. Right, I, right. he, but it's a numbers game at cornerback in the NFL. It's just the way it is. If you're, if you're in the top 15 to 20 projected cornerbacks, you're going in the first three or four rounds.
1: You need a lot of them, and he's going to help someone. You, do, you need a lot of yeah, quarters so, these I days. Mean, good, and good
0: for him. And, and Gilman uh, timed. They didn't do 40s right. They did miles per hour. Yeah, And he was great. Elliott has been listed on several lists as a guy that really moved up and
1: helped himself. And Chase Claypool was Chase Claypool. It's a good senior bowl for Notre Dame. Including Julian Love, there's a reason why Notre Dame had its two best pass efficiency defenses of the millennium. These guys, plus a good pass rush. Goes hand in hand. There's That's no doubt. These guys that all made it, plays. It
0: starts with the pass rush. I mean, Julian Love, obviously, you could have put him You put him on an island and he could.
1: Right. But we've seen good pass rushes, especially with Pete when he started with uh, Justin Tuck in 03 and 04, and those were the worst pass defenses ever. And they were getting at everybody. Tuck was setting records. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, these guys, I mean, Jalen Elliott is probably the overlooked one because his numbers were not as good as Pride or Gilman uh, over a two year span. But someone's quarterback in the back end of a defense that doesn't get beat. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I think
0: yeah. we yeah, we tended to give most of the credit to the Safeties. Uh but Troy Pride deserved some of that yeah. credit too, but his ball skills weren't good. I mean, he just didn't yeah, he did better he, yeah. he he was less than 50-50 on the 50-50 balls and that and so that was our perspective. Uh Gene Corrigan, I know that not a lot of people uh were around then. Uh he was Athletic Director at Northaint from 1981 to 1987. He passed away this weekend at the age of 91. Um I like the man a lot. I I told a story on Irish Illustrated um, yesterday, today, that him and I had a confrontation. You know, I was this brash young guy that, hey, I'm being mistreated. You need to deal with my problem. (laughs) And he, b- and he made it very up, And he made it how things change with <laughs> Yes, the I know, start. right. And, and uh, oh, come on now. <laughs>
1: there's, some, there's some people in sports information chuckling in that one. There. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's still brash, I guess. Yes.
0: But I don't complain about, like, who they're bringing in for interviews nearly as much as you guys do. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so he, he made it clear to me the first words of my story were, don't sit down. And that was that was that was his comment <laughs> to me when I got to his office and was saying I was not allowed to go to a um, a scrimmage in Notre Dame Stadium. I was not allowed in the press box. This now we're talking about a long time ago when when uh, people were allowed in. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it blue and gold Illustrated had just gotten its new name, and but to his credit, and I'll leave it at that because most people don't remember Gene Corrigan. Uh, he made it clear that I shouldn't sit down, but after that day the treatment that I got and the rest of our staff got changed. So he made it clear that I'm in charge here and I'm going to protect our interests, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That's great. And that's a great administrator and he was a great man. Uh his son has been longtime uh look, Kevin Corgan has been long time uh lacrosse coach at Notre Dame
2: yeah. and um, ACC commissioner following ACC Notre a, Dame pre- I mean, a, president
0: of uh, the NCAA. NCAA
2: but a huge part of like Notre Dame's <clears throat> ACC connection as it's absolutely today. and
0: brought and, and began the process of bringing Notre Dame into the modern world of mm-hmm. of athletics it still had a long way to go after he left but you know Moose Kraus wasn't I mean, he was a former player that became AD, and he was more of a figurehead and representative of Notre as opposed to a guy sitting at the table banging out negotiations for TV contracts and things like that. So a lot of respect for Gene Corrigan and the family. Mike McGlinchey, Sheldon Day, did we talk about them? I'm not sure that we talked about them. I had an opportunity to speak with McGlinchey. McGlinchey still being Mike McGlinchey. You text him, hey, yeah. you think I could? And boom, <laughs> he's,
1: he gets right back with you and... He apologize for Doug, like Pat yeah. apologize for not calling me back during practice. Sorry, Tim, I was at practice. That's oh, okay. I thought yeah. it would take a week, but there are you.
0: guys like that. Uh are we gonna make are we gonna make Super Bowl predictions at the end, at the end of the are. day today? That's yes. a tough one. One of us really man. cares. It's. A, I know you do. Yes. I know you do, and I think it's really a. It was the matchup that I wanted when it became clear that I was not the matchup I wanted when it became clear. Oh, well, but I mean, bringing the, the Titans. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care who went. Well, I, I care for McGlinchey and Sheldon Day. I, I want to play but. Army, yeah. but uh, yeah, but you know, um, good for them. And McGlinchey's excited. I, I found him – and McGlinchey is like, I'm like, man, you're going to have to manage your emotions, aren't you, going to the Super Bowl? And he's like, you know what. I got this man. Yeah. When the game starts, I know what I need to do. I'm locked in. He said I just played the biggest game of my life last Sunday
1: and I locked in then, I'm going to lock in in the Super Bowl too. Do not text him back and tell him that Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith were nervous then. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, first, yeah first
0: of all, I I, I wouldn't be Damn. that cocky saying that. <laughs> But he thinks he figured it out in the in the uh, NFC Championship yeah. game, so good
2: for him. Did you ask him for a recommendation for like, do they have an assistant tight ends coach of the 49ers? Because I would like whatever they're doing with the run game, yeah. I would love to see nobody oh, do so And of
0: McGlinchey has become. I mean, he said, you know, last year I'm just feeling my way around. Right. Now I know what I'm doing in the few Yeah, that offensive line. I mean, well, both lines, that, and that's why yeah. I think it's such a great matchup yeah. because, you know, you ha- you have the quarterback. You have Mahomes, who obviously is playing amazing football right now, but you still have to go against that defensive line, and 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 your running game has to go against uh, all of that that the 49ers bring. So it should be a great matchup. Uh, let's finish with and, it, and it's Kelly Trappucco weekend, and I read you'll see my story. I'm not going to. We can talk about
1: Trappucco on, on next Monday.
0: Yeah, uh because I've gotten to know him the last couple of years and I've been pushing for him to get into the Ring of Honor for a while and, and he's Tim O'Malley's
1: first ever favorite athlete Yeah, so that's important I, too. I, I was Still a the poster. I was a year behind Full him,
0: I'm a senior in high school and was at the final 4 when he was a freshman and and basically said I belong out here with this veteran team in the, in the final 4. He he was he's a very confident cocky basketball player and uh, great respect for him but real quickly Notre Dame Hoops this weekend against Florida State lost another heartbreaker. That's now 22 out of 28 games against ACC competition Notre Dame Falls to 2 and 6 uh in conference play this year. They had the Syracuse game which they let slip away at home. They've got they've got some games now they can win again and get right back in it, but man oh man, it sure seemed like the officiating turn against Nordane when it really counted on the road against the first place team in ACC. And Mike Bray said that after the game and now Nordame is $20,000 lighter because of his comments.
1: I'm not sure if he wanted the fine as he walked in or after like, it didn't three, seem three, like it. well after three words came out of his mouth I think he was ready to get fined. I think once the yeah, once, once he got it going, turned to that he couldn't right. stop it. Oh, uh, and I don't blame him. Um officials rarely lose games and I tell you what if uh the wide open cutting John Mooney is seen by Notre Dame's best inbounder Rex Fluger for the game winning layup uncontested basically it would have been a great win for Notre Dame. And he's coming in talking about what a great college basketball game it was. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they, but, yeah, they had some uh, – the, the calls went against them. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Mooney was fu- – or not Mooney. Uh, Durham was fouled on the layup that cut it to one. It was a soft foul, but it is the, exactly the definition of a foul in a basketball game. Absolutely. He was probably fouled on his shot that would have won it. Uh, Gibbs, I don't think, was um, on the following drive. Just a good block, and he fell down. A hub? Was it uh, Hub? It was Hub. I'm yeah. I meant Hub. Um, yeah. But I, I thought the most impressive thing about this game was – after Florida State went on that eighteen nothing run in about ten seconds, uh, two minutes fifty seconds, is that right? 18. I, texted, I said, <laughs> texted me. Was that the run? 18.
0: I'll run. And you said, "I'm aware." I'm aware.
1: <laughs> I, like, I but, am aware. But did you
0: know it happened in two minutes and fifty seconds? <laughs> no, I didn't.
1: Uh, they the resolve they showed was stronger than other times. I felt like in some of their losses, and you mentioned you thought you saw this at Syracuse. This is the first time I, I really wrote remember. about it after. Yeah, I, in like BC, they felt like they were just people on a court losing control of the game. In other losses, this just looked like a team that was absolutely never believing anything except we're just going to beat this team on its home court even though they're fifth in the nation now they didn't but they really played their best effort of the year mentally they just don't have enough pieces they got some bad luck and they missed their chance. They to see, at the it end. seems
0: like they that's how they've played on the road, whereas at home, I, I, that that feeling yeah. of despair seems to. Bray mentioned it. it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's
1: accurate. Not not this post, post game, he didn't mention No. He, he didn't have time yeah. for that. But. He, didn't, <laughs> he, didn't that <laughs> he didn't take any questions
0: <laughs> yeah. in this. There was, was probably game. no
1: one there to ask. It was the best post game a Notre in a very long time.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I don't think there was. Yeah. Um, so. I mean I get the frustration, but you know, man, you gotta you can't give up eighteen oh runs in less than three minutes and, and go back and look at
1: Mooney if you guys have that on D V R. Yeah. It's the saddest thing you're gonna see in basketball this that's, year for that's so
0: unlike another. Yeah, that's his seat. to miss him. And Fluger Fluger is half the player that he was. He can't right. move out there and he's trying to lead. I know he turned the ball
1: over a bunch. but His travel was a um, was the call, was the one that Gaffney well, made there was 25 a, there, feet away. There was, was a
0: first was... travel, which was a legitimate call. Yes, the second yes. one was not. No,
1: the second one, he just uh, it looked awkward because he didn't know what to do with the ball and jumped, but he, he didn't travel. The first one, he, he clearly traveled yeah. in front of the bench. I You know, the problem, and we can probably <laughs> this basketball, this uh, whining about refs go, but you don't call a technical foul from 25 feet away because the assistant coach stands up to protest your travel call. Mike Bray didn't say a word to that. Like, Gaffney wanted to tee up Notre Dame so badly, he got it done. Well, so badly that uh, Mike Bray mentioned
0: him by name Yes, yeah. Yeah, And thus the fine, and, and thus the ACC and, reprimand.
2: You know, deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. He, he, no, he can't do it. He it knows just, he can't do you it. he got to do the, it. Bo- the money that's donated to the Corrigan Scholarship. Right, right. And that, isn't
0: that interesting? Yeah. That's interesting. All right, segment two coming up, burning up the boards. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. Segment two, burning up the boards. We start with a question from CMU Penns fan. True or false? The development of Houston Griffith at safety in 2020 is the most important factor for the Irish having an
2: elite defense. False. Um, I don't know if it would be in my top three things that need to happen during spring practice for an name to have an elite defense. I would say, you know, are, are we just banking Isaiah Pryor is going to hit the ground running? I you, would like to see some of that. So that that would probably be my number one. Um, I don't know if number two in order, but the KJ Wallace Isaiah Rutherford. Yeah, that's they need to make a huge jump. Um, and then I would say that figuring out what you're doing at Buck linebacker would also be in the top three. And then, that, so that's my order. So that's my list. I don't know if that's my order. That's a distant third for me, but also the bus. Yeah,
1: because they're gonna figure it out. Last year. Right now we're saying, are they going to be able to replace Asmar Bilal? Which is the funniest thing yeah. we could have possibly said last January. Well, you know I'm, I had to write like this early depth chart
2: preview, and I look back at what I wrote last year. I didn't even mention Drew White <laughs> <Do you laughs> want to, oh, last year, like, yeah. not even included, like not as like a third team potential guy.
1: So
0: he was what, the guy
2: you forgot was
1: on the roster. So why
0: is that the least of our concerns? Please get to figure Lynch. it out. Yeah,
1: they yeah. have enough guys to play linebacker. Corner is would be one for me because uh, you need more than two. And look, I love Sean Crawford. We all love Sean Crawford. We were um, accused of liking Sean Crawford too much on the board recently, Tim. And I think you were grouped in with that, Pete. Oh. But our point is, I think that over the years we've heard about how great Sean Crawford was. We tell people when he was coming to Notre Dame, he was that amazing athlete. Well, now he's John a very Crawford, good veteran Notre Dame. needs. Yeah, he was, a, he was an elite athlete. <laughs> he is now just a genius cornerback that Notre Dame needs desperately. But they need more than Crawford and Bracey, undersized guys, to... <laughs> Finish in the top twenty yeah. of pass defense next year. I
0: mean, Pete, by you saying Isaiah Pryor, I mean I guess that you're you're indicating that the safety position, uh, CMU Penns fans, just choosing Houston Griffith as the guy to win that job over Isaiah Pryor. Yeah, I mean that's so, a fair I way mean, to look at it. I just from that standpoint, but I agree with you guys. Corner, Buck linebacker. I mean, you still have to find a Buck linebacker. I realize that we have confidence in defensive coordinator doing that, but you still have to find one. He seems to have enough. And 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 it's yeah I agree but it's going to have to it's it's going to be a guy a lot less experienced than Asmar Bilal he was a he was a starter the year before
2: yeah I mean I guess not to belabor that Griffith Prior has played so much more at Ohio State than Griffith has played at Notre Dame that like I'm not saying that he's an automatic like this guy's going to click for sure but I do have a decent level of confidence in I just would like to you know see it
0: yep
1: yep
2: they need them both probably I mean last year was great because of the three safeties now I
1: realize the third safety is going to be ten times better than. The safety, the third safety this year, but or, he's still in the field. Are you going to need? D, or DJ Brown's going to have to take a huge step?
0: Uh, Spore two asks or, or states the Barteson situation makes me wonder how much input the coaches allow current players to have on prospects. Granted, a recruit can be on their best behavior during a recruiting weekend, but shouldn't there be red flags brought up at some point in the process, especially when recruits let their guard down around their peers? Have you heard of such stories in the past?
2: Yes, I have heard of such stories in the past. Um, you know. So, I've talked to Brian Pullian about this. You know, they have there have been instances, not many, he has said, but there have been instances where the staff likes a prospect and the roster is like no. Yeah, doesn't, Brian doesn't, Kelly's talked about yeah, that. It doesn't fit here. Um and so they have the courage to walk away from that. In the past there have but in the past I'm telling you, there have been prospects that Notre Dame has chased and landed that then flamed out here quickly that there were concerns about when they when they showed up. Um famous ones. Yeah. And less famous ones, um, but I think that they do a much better job of that now um, than they have in the past. They're, I think they're much more diligent about the character boxes being checked yeah. than than they were five.
0: No, there's eight no doubt. I mean, ago. that's the whole point. That's the whole
1: point of traits. I mean, that that yeah. I, you know, and we don't it know is. that is, and that's the good part about traits. We make fun of it because it's fun to make I fun of. I don't.
0: I don't. I'm sorry. I don't make fun of it anymore because it's how Notre has to win. It's it's how they have to recruit. I, I know a lot of people want to make fun of it, but you've got—if you don't understand by now that in order to succeed at Notre Dame, you've got to have the right fit.
1: He actually avoided saying traits this year, by the way. He really did. He really, yeah, he really, really did because he the, understood the, that it was, it was, a it was a the, the, the buzzword of the no, internet. No, but it's—it's it's
0: important at Notre Dame. It has to be. I—I I don't know if there any—if there were any red flags with Landon Bartleson. I mean. You know, I mean, they're not psychic. A, a kid could put it on a good front. I, I look. Yeah, I don't there know. There were and no I red
1: flags with Will Mahone, and he did a terrible thing when right. he'd been here two years. He was a viewed as a program character. Yeah, kid. I went. Yeah, I, remember, well, I went
2: and saw him. I mean, I got hurt during the game. Yeah, but, like that's I always great. A, I spent I a little time with him. Um, Seem like a totally normal yeah. kid. Um, I don't. I I never talked to Landon Burleson or 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 met him. No. Obviously, so. I...
0: Well, I mean, who thought? I did anybody? I don't think they thought Kevin Austin was going to get in the trouble that he did. They fought hard yeah. to try to overrule a decision to keep him out for the year because Which speaks to his character. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, so I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but they in answer to the question, I mean, yes, they are very very well aware of this kind of thing today and. Whether it was obvious with Bartleson or there were some indications, I don't know, but he's not in our name.
1: DOC Irish. Any position moves likely to result from this Bartleson news? Could they move Joe Wilkins back to cornerback? Is there now room for McKinley?
2: I mean, the the Wilkins thing, I don't have any insight on it. Um, but they, it seems like they would have to move somebody, and the Wilkins would probably be first on my list of guys to at least think about. Oh, the well, Avery Davis probably would also be pretty half that list.
0: Well, but they already moved Cam Hart for this purpose,
2: yeah. But I mean, Cam Hart's hurt, um, you yeah, know, he had a shoulder surgery, so it's yeah, like they're, right. they're just really short on guys, yeah, right. they are.
0: Uh, and I apologize for that. Um, n- not the injury, but not, <laughs> yeah, they're recruiting, <laughs> it's not your fault either. They're no, short on guys, no. really. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, you do, you've got your starters in Bracy and Crawford, you have your backups in Wallace and Rutherford, um. Caleb Offord will be here. He's an early
1: entry, so there's five. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Henderson. I mean, we we have him thinking possible safety, but I, he's. Do you, I, I mean, not now. <laughs> there's...
0: I, I even thought about do you? I mean, really, Agoro. I know he's. I know he plans to leave. Or yeah, he's in the portal. Yeah. He's in the portal, but man, has anyone ever throw gotten a, out of the portal? Throw a semester of how? Do, I can't get out of the portal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, throw a semester of Notre Dame. Throw scholarship a,
0: no, there. throw a, a semester of scholarship at, at Agoro, and that's probably your
2: best solution. That's a yeah. You know, I didn't really think about that. That's probably I agree because it, I solution.
0: mean that is a that's a he struggled. He made a couple missteps on special teams yeah. in November, but that's a pretty accomplished football player.
1: Yeah, I, we we might have overvalued what we thought he was going to end up becoming. Yeah. but he, he played a fair amount on special teams. Um, Joe Wilkins, to circle back, we think last year at this exact time he was a corner and then moved back to wide receiver and it was never announced that he was a corner so they have looked at it at some point uh but maybe he just doesn't take either right Todd Light loved him as a corner I mean really really loved him as a corner uh so he would be the guy if there's another move McK- it's almost like Davis you are you've you're moving him back
2: again I mean you've <laughs> that guy's career and I, it's hard for me to look at that and say like he's, he has a future at running back. Yeah, based because on the numbers. No, but we
0: saw we saw his work at corner last spring and it it was very very inconsistent. Uh, you know, here, I mean, the thing is that Wilkins is probably number two on the depth chart at X when healthy.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Uh,
0: you know, and whereas he would be at at best number that's three true. if you moved him over to corner. You're so right. It is. It's a, it's a good question. i had forgotten about uh, temporarily forgotten about. Cam Hart and his injury situation. So I understand the question, and they really need a th- a sixth corner for the spring.
1: Epic Texas. Does Notre Dame go after another grad transfer in the light of the Bartleson news?
0: I don't really know. Pete, do you know who's out there? I, I don't. I really haven't tracked that.
2: There, uh, I mean, um, shoot. Uh, there are there are a couple out there, obviously. Um, but again, it's like unless Notre Dame has a connection with them, and I don't think there is anybody like that out there. I don't think that's really what you want to do. I, you know, the Aguaro move to me would be better than taking a grad transfer. You're just looking for a guy for one year. That guy is not going to come in and start. You can't sell starting. Um, you might not even be able to sell number two if you're highly confident yeah. in Wallace or Rutherford. So I would be surprised if somebody comes in as like I just want to be a third team insurance policy and or that, even second team. And if yeah. that that player is not really necessarily going to help you.
0: Well, in a go. In a go- prices man i i just want to play football and so by yeah. you yeah, getting it yeah that's probably part you know, of the this portal is, it's yeah this is something that i just threw out we have no idea where Notre Dame would be willing to do that but Agora wants to, he wants to play football so i'm not sure that that works is there room for mckinley i i, I there's there's room, there for, McKinley. Definitely be room for mckinley
1: I, um i assume it is mckinley's decision i just now assume it's mckinley's decision does he want to keep playing football for another Dame? yeah
0: any Davis, too. What potential position battles and position swaps do you anticipate in the spring? Well, battles,
1: backup cornerback is the and starting safety and starting Buck, like we talked about earlier, the prime battle. So I guess the prime battle is starting Buck with a lot of movement, starting safety alongside Kyle Hamilton. Although the third safety will play a lot. I think uh,
0: Ben Skaronic is saying starting W.
1: Yeah, I think the more...
0: With, with Kevin Austin. I mean, he's he's coming you here... You knew Kevin so, Austin
1: is the X? Uh, well, I mean, I... Ben Skoranek's going to lose to Kevin Austin if Kevin Austin's healthy at W. I well, think it's going to be That's what I'm more
0: saying. A, ben Skoranek is coming here saying, I'm going to win this job. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. The more I dig into that one, the more I... I was confused when they took that Skoranek, and now that I've, I'm learning more and more about him, it makes a lot more sense why he's here. I
1: hope it's hard to keep Ben Skoranek off the field. I hope Brayden Lindsey becomes your starting X because he deserves it and Kevin Austin is the best player on the I, team next I year. I mean I totally agree. Weapon. You
0: yeah. know how I feel about the kind of year that I think Kevin Austin is yeah. going to have in 2020. I think he's going to be their leading receiver. Me too.
2: Yeah, I but I also think they're going to actually have a rotation at that position, which uh, would be great, which they have never ever had. Right. And, and Austin run... and
0: Austin can
1: play X. Right. He yeah. has.
2: But they don't need to run the the W no, you're right. Into the ground the way that they have the last few years. Correct. Are there other positions. Defense Scrinek where... will be part of that. What uh, reason they don't.
0: You know, starting running back. Um, yeah, that's, tight end. That's yeah, an I mean, important tight, one. Right. Tight, tight I never you know, thought about that. Tight end. I mean, <laughs> the starting I, running
1: back at Notre Dame would uh, be a good one for the A break. huge
0: opportunity for Brock right now with Kevin with uh, Cole on. gone. Uh, Tommy Tremble, George Takis feels like hey he has life. Right. You know I've got a shot here now. Um, safety. I think you mentioned. So I mean those are.
1: Those are the ones. Defensive end with Dalen Hayes out, you find out who it's going to be behind Dalen Hayes. Assuming Dalen Hayes comes back healthy from another shoulder injury, um,
2: I'm curious what they do with their the freshman to be sophomore offensive lineman. You know, oh, yeah. can Quinn Carroll at least slot somewhere? Um, is uh strong enough to actually hold up uh, with a bullish pass rush? Is uh, Zeke Carell? Is he? Did he fight for a number two guard position? Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure on any of those guys right now. Uh, but you, you'd like to see some one of those three. You know, John set is in there as well. But like, do something at some point um, during spring. We're like, okay, this yeah. th- this something is happening here. This can be a click. Not just
1: our theories that they're going to be good players. Right. Mac three four one. What are your thoughts on Brian Kelly's explanation on how Norton recruits the cornerback position? Should Indy reconsider that approach? Any insight on how other top programs approach the position?
0: Well, the, the comment he made was that they're seeking wide receivers and converting long longer players, wide receivers, and con- converting them to corner. I think it's all that's a statement that's almost c- like he's conditioned
1: because they've done such a poor job of recruiting flat-out straight corners. That's what I feel. I I, I don't know if it's taken out of context or we read too much into it. I believe Notre Dame wants top-tier corners like everybody else does. When they're missing them, they're saying, hey, let's quit taking our fourth option at corner and find an athletic wide receiver we can convert. It's not like they're saying, I'm not recruiting four- and five-star corners. It's, we have been relegated to this. We have a better solution. Right? I, well,
0: I, I, it's like this is our solution when we don't recruit. Yeah, that's that's right, the right way of right. saying First it. First of all, Lou Holtz right. made a living recruiting receivers and making him defensive backs. He was flipping five star
2: yeah. players to other positions. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, That's a fine living. But I can. <laughs> I, boy, like Jeff Burris. Tom Carter, just come play something.
0: I still have the image <laughs> of my head of Todd Light running around a wide receiver. At and a. Pat Terrell. Pat Terrell as well. He's famous for it right for, uh, for not catching yeah Pat program. Terrell stayed a receiver longer than Todd light did
2: <laughs> yeah it's I don't think this is a big change in approach at all um it's just sort of the world that they're living in right now I mean like would they are, are they not going to recruit Sean Crawford of course not um, of course Julian, they are, I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you, Julian love of course they're gonna recruit Julian love you know these are you know Troy Pride was not. Not really seen as a receiver. Um, if you can get a four-star corner like Pride or Crawford to come to Notre Dame, then you should absolutely do it. Um, what they're not going to be able to do is go out and get Patrick Sertain Jr. That's not happening. Um, but I, yeah, I, it was kind of I don't know. I, w- I guess it wouldn't read too much in the comment. You know, it's kind of like an off-the-cuff, right? Which yeah. gets
0: back to what Melly's saying that it, it was. It wasn't taken. I don't know if it's taken out of context or not, but it's just it was it's taken too like, literally. Right, it's, it's not like, like that's the our next plan. Le- like he skipped the first part of the conversation and started there. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. That's like, it's like you also have to be open to this. Right. Yeah. Opposed to this is our new way.
0: B man underscore twenty seventeen. Is the staff looking to add another cornerback to the twenty twenty class? I know they've been trying to flip uh, Cameron Martinez, but are there any new targets to look out for?
1: I'm all for flipping Cameron Martinez.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. My day isn't. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen. And at this stage, don't just grab a guy to throw onto the end of this. No, because he's going to end up in my numbers. Exa- that's, here at Monday that, music that, to exactly. Monday Musings be a fine guy to grab. The
1: non hit list. He's going to
0: end up in O'Malley's yeah. Monday Musings uh, uh, fourth week of January 2021.
1: Exactly. This is exactly what you don't do,
0: right? I, I mean, I maybe there is somebody. I'm
1: not sure if you know. You can do that if he's a tall defensive end. Keep bringing him in. Find yeah. out what happens. It doesn't work in corner.
2: That's I mean, it's really one of the most damaging things of the Bartleson story is like the two positions where Brian Kelly wants to over sign are yeah. defensive end and corner, and you just lost a corner. Like three, <laughs> three was four was your minimum this cycle because you need they two desperately needed yes. four. And now they're below the minimum. Well, at it's least they added the, the, the fourth one late in the process.
0: Otherwise, she would be down to yeah. to two and it would be, be even a big worse. Trouble. Shane 06, 24-7 sports dropped Chris Tyree 35 spots. Tosh Baker fell pretty significantly
1: too. Any thoughts as to why that happened? I don't care um, about the <laughs> drop, but I will point this out. I really like Chris Tyree, and I rated him fourth in the class, which means I would not have him as a five-star if my job was to rate players by stars. I have him behind. I have Mills second, Patello third, and why am I missing my first? Uh, Mayor. So mm-hmm. I guess I don't have him as a five star either. I really I like the guy a lot. I think he's like, I think he's one of the most important recruits on the team for sure. Um, I guess that's not five star from here if he's fourth on Notre Dame, right?
0: Yeah, I didn't. Uh... Did you rate? Did you have opportunity to rate? You weren't in a no, position I didn't to rate them. Do that. Do you agree with
1: my four? I, okay. Mayor won, right? Were you on that one? Yeah. And yeah, you, like, I... you like Mills. Maybe like Mills. Uh, but,
2: um Yeah, Patello I like, but yeah. I wouldn't. Right. But Mills is way up there. Like Tyree, having been spent some time with Tyree, he's not a big dude. Um, so I I get like if I was doing rankings, the five stars would be the guys that I am not the highest upside. The guys I'm surest will be hits in college. Mayors and star. The, and there and from that point of view, I can understand why Chris Tyree would not be a five yeah. star.
0: Well, okay, and likewise for me. I can understand why they dropped Tosh Baker because look, I see a guy there and I say he has a chance to be great. I get that, but I can't rate him that way because when I watched his film, I didn't think that the, I didn't think that he was as dominant as he should have been, and I didn't think that his effort play after play on a highlight tape, I didn't think his effort play after play was great enough. Now, I think he can be a great player, but when I see that with my own eyes. I don't feel like I can reward him in the ranking because of seeing those things. And so that's my answer to the question. I think that somebody at 24-7 Sports felt the same way. It's not always – look, rea- look, I realize that John Gaffney may have screwed Notre Dame in the basketball game Saturday, but I had, I had Baker 7th. You I did, were, I had, did too.
1: Yeah. I just looked. I had Baker 7th, and now we're both really high on Xavier Watts. Both, yes, yeah, I love. Yes, and I had Jordan Johnson and just ahead of Watts, so <laughs> I guess I don't have a problem with the yeah, dropping. I don't. Really, I, I um, don't either.
0: And to speak to your point, Pete, when in doubt, as far as as it relates to Tyree, when in doubt, choose the guy with size. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah,
2: he's got. It. Incredible speed. Well
1: Brian Pole
0: and said Brian yeah.
1: Poley had flat yeah. out stated that. Plus he's coming to Notre Dame and they desperately need him. So he's a great perfect fit. It doesn't matter if he's a five star. They got the one they needed the most. They right. need that type of player yeah. in the offense. That's
0: my objection to all of it, is I I, I like you said, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't it care is. because Chris Tyree. If you want I to think Michael ch- Mayer should
1: be higher. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. going to be great I mean, but
0: they're still getting Chris
1: Tyree that, if they weren't getting Chris Tyree then I would be upset now what if Kyle <laughs> Hamilton had fallen then we'd all be mad because that would just be stupid well that <laughs> would have been stupid Jim, Jim <laughs> underscore Booney CRS have you guys heard anything concrete on whether or not Osu Kormo will be working this winter to grow into a buck linebacker or is that merely speculation I promise to try
0: to have some type of answer to that by next Monday um, it's an oddly specific time you have something going on that's good <laughs> no no for our podcast
1: oh okay for our podcast i thought you had something set up no no no, no 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 well, no oh. i do not
0: have something yeah. set up but i'm but i'm going to inquire about that because uh you know, i'm kind of i'm like the type that you know when noradame's ready to reveal this they can reveal it it's and it the, gives us a chance to kind of speculate about it. i'm certainly i've certainly gone closer and i probably should wait to say this till the next question but to, to your line of I don't know which question it is, but to your line of thinking that, look, awusu Kormo is great at Rover.
1: Leave him at Rover and let him be great. I just feel like he can make so many plays there. I, I also yes, took Brian... he did. Because he did? <laughs> yeah. There, there's the evidence we're looking yeah. for. I also feel like Brian Kelly just wanted to have that press conference question be over with a nice, cute answer. Yeah, he did. Right. When they say, well, can you move one of those guys? Oh, yeah. We can move one of those guys. And then we have to talk about it for six months about who's going to move. When they could just play a buck. Now, I don't even think we'd be talking about this if Jack Lamb and Shane Simon were healthy. Which they are not, and that is part of this question. I didn't read the rest. Is Paul Paul Mawal a better choice at Rover than Jack Lamb or Shane Simon at Buck? Which would keep That's yes, that's the next question. Simon is injured, from what we can gather. He has dislocated a a serious injury, and he, in my opinion, is not involved in the buck conversation until he is somewhere in August getting back into fighting for that spot. I don't know about Lamb with the hip injury being as far removed as Simon.
0: I'm, really, I'm I, Shane you know, Simon's from a, not
1: starting the opener at Buck with the injury he had. No. That's just message uh, board and stuff. It's,
0: you know, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about Jordan Jim Markeith at this stage. I mean, he should have made a move
1: by now, and since he hasn't, and he's down to one year of eligibility. Unless we see him start out at Buck to start spring, he's Buck most of spring, and then you have your faith in Clark Lee again, right?
2: Yeah, no, That's, I think that seems by far the most likely... Like lineup wouldn't wouldn't it be White and Jordan Jamarkeith inside and Cormor outside. He can't be Pete. He's a senior. There
1: never are good seniors. You have to go young. Especially, especially at not every every linebacker, position, especially at every position, you must go young. That's boring. I,
0: I I just I think that they've been disappointed in his. He'd
2: be be a youthful uh, <laughs> Buck linebacker compared to the last two as a just well, a senior. True. <laughs> wow, that's true. Uh,
0: his lack of just consistent physicality. I, I yeah. just I'm, I'm surprised. You know, when we saw him, when he played extensively against LSU, isn't it hard to believe that he played
1: safety? LSU, yeah. yeah. A and, different and role he, at safety. But no, yeah. right,
0: but and he played no, what I'm saying, is isn't it hard to believe that Nordy beat LSU just that short period of time ago?
1: Isn't it hard to believe they had to uh, figure out someone to play safety because they really didn't like Jalen Elliott there? Yeah. In that game? Because that's yeah, who he was playing right. for, was Jalen Elliott. Yeah,
0: that's well, that, you know, it's, um, but um, Jim Markeith, I don't know, it's Needless to say it's do or die for Jim it, Mark Heath, and he has he still has a tremendous opportunity at least heading into the spring.
1: And as Pete said that is the most likely scenario. Yep. At least to start spring he's the first thing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Irish fan 102 what are the schedules for players who were injured during the 2019 to return to action? Simon's definitely out right. for the spring. Um
1: Hainsey Hanzy is Tom, out
2: highly unlikely. Yeah, right, he was so.
1: seen out of contact. Plus you're going to hold Hanzy and Dale and Hayes out contact. Kramer him. would
2: be the same way. There's not a whole lot. They of almost,
1: light. they said that about Kramer, I think, that he would not be taking contact in the spring. I feel like that was an actually an announced, we should, I should have read I mean, we talked to Heansy after yeah. the
2: uh echoes and it, he indicated, it did not sound like he was going to be like 100% when spring practice. We but. have not talked about
0: the shoulder situations of Cross and Lacey. Have we? On podcasts? No. No.
1: Uh, Let's do the quick wrap up. Haynesey, Kramer, Hayes most likely not getting contact in the spring because they don't need it and aren't quite ready. Um, Simon, we're just going by what we know about the injury and what we've seen. Uh, I saw him in yeah. December. He was Lamb not,
2: active in some way. Yeah, but not. They're, they're not, not full re-
1: go. Not full go because it was a hip yeah. injury, um, and he does not, as far as we know, need surgery. Well, exactly. Cross and, Cross yes, and, Lacey. Cross and okay.
0: Lacey have shoulder situations.
1: When, and Lacey's left over probably from the Michigan game, right? Was it was it the Michigan game where it happened? Uh that around that time of year.
0: Jacob Lacey playing through November. Yeah. I, I we talked we talked about, man, you know, I mean, he's playing hurt, but that was a courageous performance by a true freshman because he was injured. And, and he played help preserve eligibility for yeah. his
1: classmates. Yeah. by doing it too. Well, we to understand that the
0: Cross has a shoulder yeah. situation as well, and they could both
1: be out or very, very limited this spring. I think they're both going to be out. And I would just not play Sean Crawford all in the spring out of habit, make sure nothing happens. Till <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to roll, man. Just put him out there. And yeah, he is your. Do they play Navy? He yep, is. That's your, funny.
0: Yeah, he is your starter, but <laughs> I'm sure they'll be very, very careful about how much live competition he gets.
1: The real Bob Nas... That's a new one, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. Will we ever know what happened with Michigan? (laughs) More importantly, do the folks... I didn't read this one ahead of time. More importantly, do the folks in the building know what happened and how to avoid a similar hiccup in 2020? Well, and I, you know, I mean... (laughs) I like the drama, the dramatic effect of this question. (laughs) Will we ever know what happened?
0: I'm (laughs) not... Well, okay. I'm not sure. I'm more sure... (laughs) I'm not sure that they can avoid it from happening again because... Well, I think it, it. Well, I think it's hard for every team except the elite of the elite to look. If North Carolina converts a two-point conversion against Clemson, think about how Clemson's viewed. Now, maybe they still made the playoffs anyway. I don't know. Probably not. No, because probably it was, not. Last no,
2: year.
1: because it was North Carolina. Well, you know, what, yeah, they played Ohio State, so a little different.
2: But hey, what do you think? <clears throat> what happened to Michigan? I don't know. I, I asked people. and no, I don't, we did. I and don't I, get straight answers. And I, the the They're answer, like, bad night, bad night at the office. You know, I had somebody in the building say, like, it's the one time since I've been here that I, I looked out in the field and I was like, damn, like they just don't have it.
0: The we we the have David heard Shaw
2: quote, like, sometimes right. you just don't play well. That, that was that that back idea. when Stanford was good, which that is was, really unfortunate in that moment <laughs> that that happened.
0: I think it, uh, we think it was more than that. I mean, we have heard in a couple instances that. I mean, I'm just going to give kind of an abridged version of this, that they trained, they they had the bye week, and they missed their mark in how they conditioned, and there were some guys that went into the game that didn't feel 100% ready to play. They were still sore from... Dead-legged, though, not... Like, dead, yeah. dead, yes, yeah. dead-legged Dead-bodied. going into that game. Hmm. If that is actually true... It's weird. It's that's, bad. Yeah. It's really, it's a really, really big miss.
1: I want that not to be the miss. I, common sense. I, like, that's just... I prefer David Shaw and Pete's idea. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, you don't have I, it. I mean, I, I haven't heard what... They didn't priest, have it, though. ...priest you're saying, but... You, your point is great about some of yeah. the buildings looking down. Because yeah. at some point I was looking yeah. down, like, no one's getting open. No one's blocking anyone. There's yeah, no holes in the bu- looks lost. I can't lost. buy just, that
0: because it's too big of a game for that to be the reason. Yeah, it
1: just looked like they read nothing possible to score I, I i mean offense i do mean yeah. only I, I was looking down and thinking they can't get yards
2: they're not yeah, gonna I get mean, yards the only uh i heard schematically michigan did some things offensively with their run game that notre dame was just not really cued in on um which the way they gassed them they weren't with uh them. Yeah. would would sort of back that up and like after the fact they're like basically that clark lee got beat by josh gaddis soundly um you know even even when the game was 177 yeah because they were running the ball very well the yeah. first half to make it 17. that, that, 17-0. that nothing is a huge exception from Clark Lee's right. resume
0: and here's the thing about playing against a down Brown defense that he is so aggressive yeah. that he can disarm you now you can say yeah but what about Ohio State this was a driving rainstorm so you couldn't also Ohio lo- state is better
1: offensive. Yes, players. yeah, that that's, too.
2: To keep that yeah, as, that too. The running
1: back, and the quarterback. But were, you uh, couldn't
0: you couldn't make teams. them pay for their aggressiveness because of the weather conditions and the difficulty of throwing the football. Also,
2: imagine if uh, Tony Jones basically hurt rib cartilage at the beginning of the Georgia game, what that would have looked like cuz that's sort of what that looked like against Michigan. They and, they didn't have any options in the run game to make something work. Look,
0: they screwed it up. Yeah, something went poorly. They,
2: they team loses game,
0: right? And and it, it was an entire program loss. That yeah. let, let's yeah. just put it that way. And that's, you know, when when you're a coach and your team commits eight errors in a sectional championship game, it's just as an example. Yeah, it's just uh, just picking that out yeah. of thin air.
1: I think you overtrained them. Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean obviously you screwed up. You didn't have them ready. You didn't have them ready. Whatever the reason is, whether it's mental or physical or the weather conditions, it doesn't really matter. You screwed up. You didn't do a good job. As a coaching, as a group, you didn't do a good enough job. End of story. It starts with you and it 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 ends with you.
1: Dashing Domer, what does Irish Illustrated think we as members of the Four Horsemen Lounge can do to improve the community this year? I'll let you
2: guys answer this one. Yeah.
0: God (laughs) jeez.
1: Did I, I did, I, did, I, did
0: I really type this in? Look, you see all the answers I have yeah, right under have a here. Lot of yeah, you Pen
2: marks there. That's uh, Tim. I, uh, my own comments yes. would get you guys in trouble. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Act like an adult. Be, yeah, Pete.
1: That's yeah. what's going to get us in trouble. Your yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah. good point.
0: Be, I mean, we're talking about. I, I'm. I'm not talking about everyone here. And again, when we. When we are critical. If it doesn't apply to you, don't don't take it personally,
1: right? Yeah, I only have one thing to say on it after your litany of things right there, and i
0: behave I'm in gonna... a manner in which. I, well, look, and I and I say this all the time about being anonymous, but I, I I firmly believe that if you have to attach your name to your to your opinions, we do. Right. If you have to attach your name to opinions.
2: I will say, not to promote The Athletic on this podcast, but I do like the comment section because you ha- every person's name is on their well, comment. Well, that's... And I do think like, it cuts down. Yes, it uh, does. With the exception of one person, Robert O., if you listen to this podcast. <laughs>
0: you should have to who say name. Who I think name- is
2: a former Irish Illustrated and probably still current Irish Illustrated poster. He must go by a different name with us. Yeah, it's not Robert O. I bet I can get the name. State your name
0: and where you live. I mean, I I just feel like that forces you to be accountable, but we don't do that. So, therefore, you're going to have to police yourselves a little bit. We can't. I know people get upset that, oh, the mods aren't taking care of this. I hate the word mod so much. We have to. (laughs) I write 365 days a year. Right. I, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I write 350 days a
1: year. Right, we, write, we both write 350 days a year, but we write about a thousand things a year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so.
0: And and I screw up a lot of those things. I screwed up a couple things that I wrote this week because we don't have the editing process that the athletic has, or that we that I, I once just had. Screw up less,
2: but only because I'm writing less. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Or uh,
0: uh, you know, like when I was in print. That you know, that's that's forever, that's everlasting. So you have to edit that longer. We, I I can't work twenty hours every day to police adults that should be policing themselves.
1: I will say this: if everybody disagrees with you all the time and thinks you're wrong when you're <laughs> posting, maybe post less. Right? Uh, well, if everybody, that, if everyone uh, out there thinks <laughs> what you're saying is wrong. And that you're annoying them, just like in regular life. Well, Stop they, talking all the time. Well,
0: they won't do that because you the, can whole still talk, idea, the whole idea, just not all the time. I know, but the whole idea is to call attention to yourself. So they're not going to do that. Call less attention to yourself. I, I would <laughs> like, I would like that to be true. And less so is more. What,
1: it's like I, timeouts in basketball. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would agree. We're going to end with that. We've gone long here again, and uh, the producer of this show is. Going to be angry with me once again. So we will be back. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. Super please Bowl Monday. Us. Super Bowl Monday to talk Ooh, about. Rousing Podcasts. <laughs> Possibly
1: would not be here. <laughs> Hungover Monday. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to Irish slash support. Your support
2: will help Irish Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame athletes.